Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 130, covering Heart of Midlothian, the side who, as we speak, have still got a chance of finishing third in the Scottish Premiership after a 2-1 victory at home against Aberdeen. As ever, I am one of your hosts, Daniel McIver, and I am joined by the recipient of the Rising Star Award at the weekend, Adam Kennedy. Adam, how you doing? You're not funny. I'm, it's true. That's the thing. Uh, You'd be celebrating. Uh, I'm fine, thanks, mate. Yeah, I've had uh, had a great weekend, all told, as you obviously said. Uh, that succeeded. Hearts getting back to winning ways, um, and then Sunday, my last game potentially covering East Kilbride. They managed to retain the only cup, um, albeit we're two 0 up in the game at halftime, seemingly cruising. <laughs> Four S United got back to two H, and it went straight to penalties, and it was heartbreaking because it was a an under twenty goalkeeper in goal. So great first team debut for him, save three pens in the shootout, the hero. Um, yeah, life's life's great. I I love football. Like this is just yeah, everything everything's hunky dory in, in my world. How are you? I'm very much the same. It's a it's a absolute miracle what a good football result does to your oh, mood it really generally, is. isn't it it is <sighs> and even like even this podcast for those that don't have a hearts podcast you don't realize just how great a sort of therapeutic release it is from time yeah. to time it's nice it's nice talking about hearts but it's even better when we talk about hearts winning so yeah happy days definitely definitely well before we get to that we of course go around the grounds first and we'll start with one that is very close to your home currently because it was the Premiership playoff first leg between Park Thistle and Ayr on Friday night. And uh, as we were kind of saying before we came on air, pun not intended, and <laughs> everyone was saying online, as Park Thistle ran out 3-0 winners, is the tie over? You did a, a Stephen Thompson moment. Yeah, um, very much so. <laughs> with, undoubtedly, I think it's over, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I... If you saw Air beat Thistle on Friday night in the return mm-hmm. leg, but I mean, no Dipwak and Yemi, no party as far as Air United are concerned. Very, very poor. I feel like Thistle though have caught fire at exactly the right time. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised given what's going on in the bottom six, if they were one of few teams to actually. Be- I mean, they're the first team I think to finish fourth to then get through to the next stage. Right. They okay. could well be the first team. And fourth to be promoted via the playoffs, which would be mm-hmm. remarkable, because um, I just feel like they're absolutely flying. I mean, Chris Doolan's doing a fantastic job, yeah. uh, and in terms of the bottom six, it's just an absolute cesspit. So it's uh, is anybody's guess. Yeah, I, it's, it, I, I'm not keen on the split, the current sort of structure model. within the SPFL, the model. Thank you, the pyramid and what have you. Yep. But I can't deny the drama at present is it's it's very it's exciting it's enticing it's it's what we want. Yeah, definitely. And then we move on to the Saturday and Sunday, where on Saturday it was the majority of the games as Motherwell again just continued this great run under just. Stuart Kettleware, just uh, including Van Veen continuing his yes. great goal scoring run as they won one 0 at home thanks to a Van Veen penalty. Livingston finally got back to winning ways. <laughs> against just a despondent Dundee United with Mark Birrigiti once again taking all the headlines in goals as Livingston 1-2-1 at home. St Johnston solidified themselves as a Premiership side for the 
just remarkably, Steve McLean is doing great <laughs> as they went to Rugby Park as well and got a win and kept a clean sheet, which is something that genuinely most teams can't say they've done this season. Then, probably the most shocking game of the weekend, St Mirren travelled to Celtic Park and massively upset the party as Curtis Main just turned into the greatest striker in the world as they drew 2 all with Celtic leading both times before Celtic managed to pull it back. And then, on the Sunday, Rangers... Well, I was going to say Rangers comfortably won 3-1 against Hebs, but it more felt like David Marshall just gave Rangers <laughs> three points as he was just his usual excellent self by chucking two in. What did you make of the other five games before we get into ours? Right, where do we start? Um, I, I tend to find that this weekend I either got it bang on or miles off. You were and that miles was, That is literally, like, I, it's just crazy. Kelly. Yeah, uh, uh, I couldn't believe that. That. That, is, that is literally an absolute gift. That's a gimme if you if you have plans to stay in the Premiership, as far as I'm concerned. Johnston securing their safety, great. Means we've got a McDerm- at least one McDermott Park trip next season. Hey. I'm absolutely chuffed that that's the case. Um, yeah, very surprised. And as you say, not many sides win there. I think Livingston are the only team out of the old firm to go to, to Rugby Park and win. And even then, that was a five-goal thriller and they won 3-2. So, yeah. crazy, crazy result. But... Props to St Johnston. Stephen McLean might actually get that gig. Nobody seems to. I've be... seen a lot of St Johnston fans saying they want him to get it as well. Like nobody seems to. Everybody seems to be talking about Dundee and Queens Park as opposed to yeah. the fact that there's another, well, vacancy in the Premiership in in the former St Johnston. Um, Motherwell expected them to beat Ross County. I probably expected it to be a more entertaining game. I can mm-hmm. kind of get it from a county perspective though, trying to hold out for a point against one of if not the most informed team in the league. Um, at every point's a prisoner at this stage, so the fact that they've not been able to hold on to that is literally the dying embers must be an absolute killer for Malky Mackay uh, and the Staggies as well. Livingston, I mean, Dundee United, my God. I have a question for you in regards, because I, I, I'm sure Why did seen... they not sign Xander Clark? Yeah. That Why did they get rid of Trevor Carson? Another top goalkeeper. Don't get that. Um, I'm sure you've seen the video that a Dundee United fan made of the Dundee United are going down, down yes. with Berengitti's highlights. Montage. Is, <laughs> is he their Joe Pereira? Oh, is he at that level now? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. A Joe yeah. Pereira, a Colin Doyle, uh, to a lesser extent, a Bobby Slamal. Like I think we, as a fan base, that 1920 season have recognised that a goalkeeper is the most important yeah. position on the park and why Dundee United took so long, so adamant to sign him. Was he a Jack... Like, I'm thinking, was he a Jack Ross signing? Who identified him? That's what I well, want to know. I don't even know if it's much as identifying him because he won goalkeeper of the year in the A-League. Well, uh, right, okay. So, th- this, is what, this is what I'm trying to allude to. The scouts have done their due diligence... Mm-hmm. From then, like, how has it gone so drastically wrong for Mark Birigiti? Like, yeah, no. Our our signings from the A League for the most part have been a hit. Most yeah. would consider. Mm-hmm. So, or at the very least, you'd go. They haven't done as well as we'd hoped. We've not had this level of a, a disaster. disaster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and like, even even their decisions towards like in January. 
I know Tony Watts obviously now injured for St Mirren and has probably played his last game for them, but why let him go if you've not got a replacement for Stephen yeah. Fletcher? They're relying on like a 16, 17-year-old Rory McLeod to keep them in the prep. That's crazy. Why, why put such pressure on a young man's shoulders? Their only goals, aside from the weekend, probably come from a Jamie McGrath penalty as well. Like, yeah, it's, it's McGrath <laughs> on his own. Basically, one, a one-man mission to try and keep yeah. United in, in the top tier. Um, big one for Livingston, though. Not in Huge. terms of, like it might be a bit more prize money. They might have to fork it a bit more for VAR. But stopping the rot. Stopping the rot. I, I, I was sort of. Sorry, <laughs> how we get into like these conspiracy theories. I was chatting to a Celtic fan at work. Don't worry, it's not a Celtic conspiracy theory because they do oh, love okay. chucking out that patter. They, but, they've got eight million. But we were talking about kind of the distribution of VAR and the distribution mm. of prize money in order to like pay more for VAR. There was a part of me that was thinking. Is David Martindale come out and basically said that he's losing two of his assets for free? They've not got the season ticket sales to masquerade the fact that he wants to pay less money for VAR. But then they Maybe. go, on, then, they, then they go and win at the weekend. So it's like, oh yeah. well, okay, uh, there is that. Um, in terms of the top six, the Celtic just don't care, do they? Which has no. me worried for. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. Both midweek and the weekend. I no. feel. I, I said again, this conspiracy theory malarkey. Watch them give Aberdeen some lifeline to take down from us on the final day. Um, yeah, just rubbish. Curtis Main's the type of striker that we designed under Craig Levine and given a three, four year deal. So The hope is, though, they take this confidence to midweek. Oh, undoubtedly, and claim <laughs> yeah. something against Aberdeen. We need, you want to, he- we need the Barry Robson curse to continue. Yeah. Do you want to know the but, worst thing ever, though, that's what's knackered that? it? I found out at the weekend that in the last two meetings between Aberdeen and St Mirren, St Mirren have run out comfortable three-one winners both times. I remember that's the one not going to. I remember they're, gonna, yeah, they're not going to win yeah. three on the bounce. I remember the one at Petardry. Oh, yeah. Paisley! That Anthony Stewart got sent off, didn't he? And yeah. they were yeah. I think they took the lead in that game. Aberdeen. I think they did, and then Stewart got sent off, and then they just collapsed. Crumbled. Oh God! Yeah, oh, no getting submitted on the winning three on the bounce. <laughs> oh, it's gone too well. Um, and then finally, the Rangers Hibs game as well. Couldn't care less. Haven't seen any of it. Um, have you bar, seen the goals? Bar the Tavernier goal. I've seen the Tavernier. Oh, you've not kick. even seen the third one. No, because I've seen. I've literally seen the montage, or I've seen the clip where the boy that's sitting in the Hibs crowd is berating Tavernier's brother <laughs> who plays for Musselburgh, then Middlesbrough. Oh, no, he doesn't. He actually plays for Bournemouth. I'm pissing myself at that. That's, that's that clip great, but... is iconic. Um, but yeah, I, I listened to the first half uh, en route to Berwick, but I, I've not seen any of it. Honestly, mate, since. you need to see the third goal. It's so much oh, funnier dear. than the first one. Because the first one is a Zibby Malkowski the third? No, Hadji's was the second. Oh, right. It's just, you know those situations where, God, when it's no going for you, it's no going for you. <laughs> when your luck's it, out, it's truly out, isn't it? Cantwell hits it towards goal. And it takes about three deflections, and then Marshall sticks it a foot, and it just, like, hits Marshall's foot and stops completely. Genius. And then he tries to move, but because of the angle his leg's at, he's flailing on the ground, and Cantwell just runs in and taps it in. It's so funny. I mean, I, I had 3-1 in my prediction, so that was that was nice, but it's obviously the luckiest prediction known to man, given the yeah. state of the goals. Um, yeah, in terms of other goings-on, I don't know. 
two games to go a mid why why have the penultimate games of the season in midweek i will say so that is shit. why we're recording so we're recording this yeah on, the on monday. monday because we didn't want to release this just a couple hours before the rangers game and it potentially becomes a bit null and void and then additionally i wanted to watch the newcastle game because newcastle <laughs> might be getting champions league so we're recording this early on uh, monday so if anything happens tomorrow as it gets released you'll know why we haven't it's not our doing but sorry guys yeah. anyway though the most important game of the weekend was at Tynecastle. was an early kickoff for some reason and beyond Aberdeen yeah, true. Beyonce, it? it's her fault true and on Keir McIver's 19th birthday as yes. we said last week we're trying to keep the McIver birthday luck going <laughs> <laughs> and the team that was going to do that was unchanged barring two positions from the team that drew away at St Mirren and it was both fullbacks were changed. Both Andy Halliday and James Hill dropped out and Nathaniel Atkinson and Alex Cochran came back in. Atkinson due to his performance in Paisley and Alex Cochran was no longer suspended due to his red card against Celtic, which he will be suspended for the Rangers game on Wednesday night, however, Again. because that makes sense. Again, you don't so, get two so games stupid. in a row. Uh, so, and also Big Pedro was cleared to play as well yes absolutely red was rightfully overturned thankfully so the team was a 4-2-3-1 as we have kind of naturally set up with <laughs> Naismith Clark and goals back four of Cochrane Rolls Sibick Atkinson two of Devlin and Haring three of Oda Janelli and Mackay with Shankland as a nine but as ever Janelli and Shankland just kind of keep swapping over with each other what did you make of the team when it came out our strongest possible Probably yes. Um, agreed. I, I think that I think most fans going to the game would have selected that team and just hope that they carry out the mission that obviously <laughs> was set out in front of us. Um, to an extent, they they did. They could have done so <laughs> far more glowingly, as, yeah. as we'll come on to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there was any complaints with regards to the team. To be honest, I think no. I think most of us would have, would have chosen that and just hoped. That we could we could bounce back from a, a woeful performance in Paisley, um, but try and keep our our decent showings under Tynecastle. Obviously, I know it's only the second under Stephen Naismith going. Uh, third. Uh, oh yeah, third. Or sorry. Ah yeah, sorry. Celtic. Celtic. I was forgetting. Yeah. I, was, I forgot the Celtic game. Block that out of your mind. Yeah, just just try and move on as quickly as I can. Yeah. Um, that's that's so... got me depressed now. So yeah, back, back to back to winning ways at home. <laughs> I just want to preface all these, all this chat that we're going to have about the game. This is the most amount of notes I've done this season, and I've hosted podcasts with seven goals in it and everything. Like this game was so it you could tell it was two teams going for third. One side knew if they just got a point, they were pretty much safe. The other side knew they had to win. So as a result, there's. So many highlights so close together. So I'm going to try and do this in a way that makes sense. So many so, highlights, but how many are from one team? Yes, exactly. It was very much one-way traffic. Uh, in the 14th minute, Shanklin does well. He spins scales and hits an effort from range, but it's collected by, and this is the first time I'm going to ask, and this is the only time. Is it Keller Roos or Keller Roos? I thought it was Keller Roos, but I don't know. We'll go with Rose. Right, we'll go okay. with Rose. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to say his Dutch, name a lot. It's funny, isn't it? Yes. Just, just say the, the keeper. The Aberdeen keeper. Okay, there we go. Or <laughs> Keller. Because I know how you say Keeper that. Keller. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's collected by him in goals. Shanklin then, two minutes later in the 16th minute, 
does very well to play it to Oda. It gets kind of caught under Johnny Hayes' feet and Oda is straight in there as he was all afternoon. Get it, wins it back, has Josh Janelli in the middle, but I assume he's just thinking in his head, Naismith's telling me to shoot all the time, hits it incredibly well, and this is my point, if it isn't Keeper Keller in goals, I think it's in, I think if that's Joe Lewis, it's a goal, but on the face of it, when you watch it back, he definitely should, he should probably oh, cut it back. Of course he should. I was screaming <laughs> at the box because I was like, I had some time before I needed to go. I, I was I watched the, the game in its entirety. I was screaming the place down. I was thinking, oh my God, <laughs> like, why? But as you say, it must be an instruction to shoot on, <laughs> shoot on sight. Because uh, just, he previously was doing everything he could to pass it instead of shooting. He's, he's desperate for yeah. his first goal, but I think more so at home. Like, the yeah. county game again. Like how, he didn't, how he didn't score that day, I don't know. But, oh, just... Uh, like, Keller Ross is a, is a good goalkeeper. I, 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 I lo- think he's I very good. He is decent. Um... I don't care who's in gold. Like your, your teammates, he's like Gino's free. He's he's right. Do you, he's think, rightfully do you think Oda's logic is there is two cutting him down? He's like Probably I have to make this an inch, inch perfect pass to get this to him, or oh, I can right. hit it and it rebounds back to somebody. That's I a think. I think he's hoping for a rebound. Yeah, that's because right. he maybe feels as though he's not capable of playing the pass. Given, yeah. I don't know the two. The two kind of come over simultaneously don't they yeah. so that restricts the space and I, I don't know but I, <laughs> that I thought to myself that is that is the type of thing again we'll come on to we'll come on to this later that is the type of chance that could pass us by and bite us in the arse yes absolutely because then a minute later Aberdeen start to come into it. A long ball's over the uh, over the top is eventually latched onto by Marley Watkins, who got his first start in what feels like a season. Like Surprise! You didn't ages. touch on their team news. Obviously, with Shinny being suspended still, oh, yeah, and McCrory being out, Duke. yeah, and McCrory out as well. Yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a good opportunity for us um, to well, do something. I, I, I wonder, one that we one that we thankfully took. Uh, Watkins picks it up. He spins forward. Then. He collides with Rolls, then Majofsky picks it up, who collides with Rolls, sorry. Then Watkins runs onto it, edge of the box. There is a collision with Peter Haring. I forgot about this when I was watching the highlights. <laughs> and this is the thing, it wasn't included in the Hearts TV highlights. No. I had to go to Sports Scene and get the minute. Sports Scene's um, the only one that shows it because I was watching YouTube ones yeah. earlier. No consideration at all. So. It isn't given. Actually, we end up winning a free kick on the near side of the camera. Mackay goes down. There is a check. Now, obviously, as we said, you were watching it on on TV. I was there. And I. it was basically in line with me as I'm up the back of section R and that runs along the line of the 18-yard box. So I saw it and immediately I looked at my dad and went, that's a penalty. How have we got away with that penalty? And then as soon as it went to VR, we just resigned ourselves to it. We were like, this is a penalty. But well, then, you and the fam just all resigned yeah, yourself to like it. Like everybody <laughs> as, um behind us is Robert Borthwick and Gary Wales, who is really they're really helpful because in situations like this, and then one we'll get to in a wee bit, you can look to them because they've got a monitor with replays. Oh, nice. So you, so 
our little section all just collectively turn and look at them and they then turn and both of them were like oh it might be you were watching on tv yes. before we get to what i have now seen what did you think in the moment in the moment i thought oh christ <laughs> why you do, why why go to the ground like that and then it's only like again when you see it back you're like you sort of rubbish it and you're like why on earth was i why, yeah, why was i in that absolutely. frame of mind is it just because yeah. of what's at stake like the fact that we have to win the fact that they could basically secure third for the win i was thinking oh my god like of all days you're going to choose today to do that um but Total nonsense. Of course, it's, it's not a hearts free kick. Watkins, Watkins fouls Haring. He pushes Haring, and then Haring on his way down gets tangled. Wally Watkins him. is a pain in the arse. He was yeah. all afternoon. Like, yeah. just he's just a big baby. He's got everything. Yeah. He's got all the attributes that you could ask for. He's tall. He's not slow. Like, he's he's quite relatively well built. Yeah. Just a big baby. Like, get on with yeah. it. It's ridiculous. Um, immediately after that, a minute later, we get a corner which is worked. It's played short and worked to Cocker on the edge of the box, who plays a really nice ball in. Rolls meets it at the back post. It then kind of sclaffs about a wee bit. Devlin hits it back into the penalty spot where Shankland eventually picks it up, but then fires quite well over, which kind of started to become the story of the afternoon, where Aberdeen defenders were putting their bodies on the line and we would just try to hit everything that moved. Um, then a minute later in the 20th minute Ramadani shoots for the edge of the box but ends up being well wide and then 31st minute they get a corner and there was just a sense around the ground of oh they've got a corner they're at least going to get a chance from this of course they are the corner swung in Xander Clark comes out but is in absolute no man's land. And it's not even like, oh, he's been obstructed, so therefore he's 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 tried to punch it, but he's been obstructed, so misses it. No, he's just, his positioning is horrific. Toby Civic gets completely turned by Matty Pollock, who heads it into the back of the net, getting his second goal for Aberdeen, and his second goal against us, where he got his first goal for Aberdeen last time we played. It's 1-0. We've got it all to do, because you know we have to win. What, what were your thoughts on how we conceded this goal? And will we ever win a header again before Craig Halkett comes back? Uh, I'll answer the last question there first. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And secondly, <laughs> my, thought, my, my immediate thought was, what the hell do Hearts actually do in training all week? Yeah. What <laughs> like, is our defensive what? set pieces? Honest to God. Like, it was bad under a former defender. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. bad under a former yeah. attacker. <laughs> How is it? It's getting to the stage now where I'm thinking we don't know what we had with Austin McPhee as a set piece coach. I know, maybe he might even be able to just like. How has it got to this stage? Absolutely woeful. And you could replay any section of this podcast where we discuss Hearts conceding a goal from a set piece or a dead ball or just across it in the box. Because it happens time after time after time after time. I feel like every game we've conceded, there's about an 80% chance it's come from a ball into the box. Or like a second phase. Yeah. Where somebody's mm-hmm. just clipped one back into the box. Yeah. And they've kept the big hitters up and it's like... <sighs> it, it's, and then you're it's right. It's so infuriating. 
You're right. I, I then thought to myself, we have got an absolute mountain to climb. There was a part of me that thought, I was one of those that was adamant that the home team always gets the better in this fixture. I think Liam McLeod said it on Sports Scene, mm-hmm. something like 13 of the previous 15 have been won by the home team. Um, and immediately thought to, I can remember a game where Wanma bagged a brace, I think, and we, I think we went 1-0 down to Aberdeen yeah. that night as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I'd kill for a repeat of that. And thankfully, it sort of <laughs> yeah, transpired exactly. that way. Let's I, get Wanma like, back. It was weird. I, I for, I, I was confident heading into the game and, and even during the game I thought we'd started really well I thought we'd got the crowd on side which you know I'm a huge advocate of I think that's absolutely massive when playing at Tynecastle. get the crowd on side don't have them frustrated and don't have a sense of nerves around the place albeit we're pegged back with the goal there is that sense of nervousness the fact that it is a must win game but I was confident we'd grab at least an equaliser hopefully then a winner um, I'm just pleased to see it come to fruition, but annoying that the goal is the exact same as we've so as we've become accustomed to seeing for so long. Definitely. Well, we almost immediately equalise as 90 seconds later, Mackay plays a great ball through to Josh Janelli, who just coolly backheels it into oh, the path of Alex Cochran. I don't know if he's caught in two minds and thinks, do I hit this first time? Do I take a touch? And his body kind of just decides, well, you're taking a touch because it, he hits it off his other foot. He, hit, he almost hits it off his standing foot. And as a result, he can't get it out quick at his feet. Rose saves it. It then spins up. Shanklin heads it. Rose gets back up. Then it gets back to Cochrane, who fires well over, and Josh Janelli starts punching the ground in frustration because he was on for another cutback that, that was me. got to him. Yeah. Um, but then immediately, a minute later, sorry, Civic plays sorry, a ball. McGyver. See, see what I was talking about? Us in search of an equaliser or yeah. potentially a winner. That type of chance then breaks to us. We inevitably miss it. And those thoughts just instantly <laughs> zap yeah. out my brain almost instantly. I'm like, how have we not scored there? And then I start thinking, is it going to be one of those days where we just absolutely, we throw the kitchen sink at Aberdeen, we pepper them, we batter them, but we can't break them down. I, I, honestly, like that, I, that was so well worked, that move as well. Begging to be finished off. Brilliant stuff. Love the back heel from Gino. Cochrane marauding as he so often does. He's normally so good in that position as well. He's got a, he's he's normally really calm in front of the goal, which is weird. <laughs> is it because is it again, like is it down to scenario and circumstance where because we're Maybe. trailing? Yeah. We don't know. Players are human. I don't know what's yeah. going on in Alex Cochran's noggin. Well, 60 seconds later, Civic plays a ball to Yoda, who has a really nice two with uh, one two with Atkinson, who I want to speak about more later, because him and Oda just destroyed Johnny Hayes for an hour, however long he was on On his park. 300th appearance for Aberdeen, capturing yeah, them and everything. Exactly. So pleasing. No <laughs> regards for the see. occasion. Get it up him. None at all. The ball gets played into the box, but it's eventually cleared for Haring reclaims. Plays it to Shankland on the edge of the box, who fires over. Then, two minutes later, Janelli plays Shankland, who's... Uh, shot a goal is saved Oda then does the same it rebounds back to Cochrane plays it to Haring who then blazes it over the bar and it is completely one way traffic Aberdeen are throwing themselves it feels like it's the 90th minute but it's the 38th and yet somehow it's still 1-0 Aberdeen Uh, and and this this is where 
this is where I feel like a knob when I slag managers off. Like, <laughs> what more can you, uh, yeah, can you actually right. do? Like, yeah. you set out the game plan, how you're going to play. It got to the point where I actually thought, has Stephen Naismith got to get his boots on himself to come on <laughs> exactly. and show these mugs how to do it? Because God knows, a fantastic career, a top player in his day. <laughs> how much more can you realistically do from the sidelines? And then I thought, like, what happens at, at halftime? Do you go in, give them a rollicking for not finishing their chances, or just be adamant and sympathetic and say, do you know what, we keep playing like that, it's bound to come. Mm-hmm. That's what I, it I seemed. Know. I watched, uh, before we uh, started recording, I watched Neesmith's press conference ahead of the Rangers game. And he was asked about that. He was asked about the style that we've got and how if if his mindset changed when we went 1-0 down. And he said no, because his style is about being patient and not... It's about being proactive, not reactive. Like so it. he's like, even though... We're, even though we're 1-0 down, don't suddenly change what we're doing. It is going to work. Just keep we knocking just on the need door. to keep going. And then it happens in... Because of circumstance, it's going to become one of the most iconic moments amazing. of the season. Absolutely One amazing. of my favourite moments that I've been in Tynecastle for as... There was a minute's applause for David Stewart, who very sadly passed away in, recent, in the recent week. Uh, it was the first home game since that. So, in the 43rd minute, there was a minute's applause for him. Very much a standing ovation from the whole stadium. Additional to this, I don't know. I've not found this out. I don't know if it was in relation to David or if genuinely it was related to Beyonce and they were practicing fireworks. But fireworks started going off. Uh, for I want to say it was for David, but I don't know. I think it was. I've seen the way people are speaking on Twitter, it was. Um, so it in that 40 seconds it suddenly felt like there was a hundred thousand people there because it was so loud stuff like that but obviously the game's carrying on as everybody's standing and applauding Cochrane plays it to Mackay Mackay feeds it inside to Janelli. I have no idea what the Aberdeen defensive midfield are doing but they're letting an incredibly informed Josh Janelli time in space and from roughly 25 yards he hits it puts bend on it puts backspin on it and it just travels and as soon as he hits it you see the people who are behind it in the wheat field start to celebrate it travels it travels Rose who's been incredible all half cannot get near it it hits the joint of the bar in the post and goes flying into the top corner one of the best goals I've seen this season at Tynecastle, one of the best goals I've ever seen at Tynecastle, and it's a very poetic moment. Like, I've always wanted that to happen. When there's a minute's applause for a Hearts fan who sadly died, and you get a moment, and it wasn't even, oh yeah, we scored and it's a tap-in or anything like that. It's like, in a game where we had to win, a player who's had a lot of doubters and has been fantastic this season pulls off a goal of the season contender, and we're right back in it. A moment of real magnitude, and that is a total, total tearjerker. I often yeah. find myself getting quite teary with these minutes applauses. I think mm-hmm. particularly when they show kind of photos of said person or 
if it's somebody that's that's young. I mean, David leaves behind a young family, so sincerest yeah. condolences to to them. I it's just it's just amazing, just really amazing. I mean, I've seen videos where you know folk are capturing merely the applause. That video is amazing. From the guy beside the banner is amazing. Just remarkable. It, it really is. Um, and a, a top, top finish to, to send off seemingly a, a top, top guy. So can't ask for, for much more than that. And you're right. We've scored some right crackers this season. A good few crackers. Obviously, my man Humphreys was robbed of the goal this season in the Scottish yeah. Premiership. Um, yep. I got barrel loads of abuse from Celtic fans for that. It was great. You did. Um, we haven't spoken about that actually. Uh, you got so much stick. So good. Uh, I just I'm thriving off it. Um, but that is that is. I mean, obviously the award's been given out for Hearts goal of the season. Gino will be pissed off that he didn't do that back in <laughs> August to actually be a contender because um, it's an absolute cracker. And like like we've alluded to, Kelly Rose was very good in that first half in particular it was going to have to be something special to beat him uh, and it certainly was to, to pull us Hollis level thankfully and on that the thankfully the crowd stayed with the team when we went 1-0 down there was that it wasn't just a resignation of oh for god's sake but when Gino scored it was suddenly like we are doing this come on because then immediately Mackay continues the pressure, finds Cochrane, he flashes the ball across the face of goal, but it's deflected out for a corner. Haring should, I think, be sliding in there at the back post, but he doesn't because maybe I don't think he thinks it's coming to him. And then, just before half-time, Shanklin tries his luck from the edge of the box, but he can't bend it round the post. It's one of those situations where you were gutted half-time came and Aberdeen were delighted half-time came. Because we were in the ascendancy and you were trying to, having just hauled ourselves level... Like, what's the saying? It's like you're at your most vulnerable when you've just conceded a goal. Yeah. Or, or right, yeah. So yeah. there was every chance that we were going to go on and, and hopefully grab a, a quick-fire second. Didn't transpire that way, but thankfully, given the manner that we started the second half, it was only a matter of time before that became uh, became a reality. Definitely, because literally 40 seconds in, Oda does really well. He loses the ball to Hayes, but then he just keeps going. Which is it's becoming a, it's a great battle, characteristic. That, yeah, it's Hayes, becoming it it's becoming very much a characteristic of Oda where he just does not give up ever. He's like, I'm getting this ball. Does really well. He win it back. Plays it to Atkinson. Atkinson cuts it back to Devlin, who actually plays a great volleyed ball into the box. And inexplicably, Josh Janelle is facing backwards as he heads it, so it then just doesn't go towards goal. Then. Two minutes later, Oda has a deflected effort that spins really narrowly wide. And just Oda and Atkinson, and we'll speak about Atkinson now. Atkinson was regarded as man of the match by a, a lot of people. For me, it was my be his best performance I've seen of him. And just, it's unbelievable what Naismith's done for him. Because he was complete. it wasn't just, oh, under Nielsen, Atkinson isn't playing well. It was under Nielsen, Atkinson isn't playing. Which again, like, is so bizarre because Robbie Nielsen himself was a right back. He thought if anybody's yeah. going to get the kind of, I don't know, the full extent of Robbie Nielsen's coaching or sort of shown what to do, like, you'd have thought that he would have been Robbie Nielsen's, like, pride and joy. Given like Patterson was the first time. Right, around. exactly. Yeah. 
again, it's somebody that just bombs up from the back constantly and carries maybe a goal threat or whatever reason that hasn't transpired for Nathaniel Atkinson. Um, for whatever reason, he's then come out and defended himself in the press. But at least he's actually backed it up with that yeah. performance. Like since then, he's barely put a foot wrong. He has, he has, which then makes me think: has this like has this been mistimed? Were the journals meant to hold on to that or what? Like how yeah. how is this how is this possibly been the case? Because um, yeah, he has he has looked good. But, uh, look, we still need somebody in that position because. Michael Smith's going to move on. Obviously, Nicky Devlin has signed for our weekend opponents and we've seen the leaked pictures and whatever. Um, But he is making a case for himself, Nathaniel Atkinson, to kind of hold on to that jersey for for next season. So, fair props to the guy. Do you know what? Because... He had to get fans on side and he has. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think we've been amongst some of his biggest, like, critique. And I still stand by that because... For me, the biggest positive has been his defensive work. I think I was yeah. so impressed with him defensively at the weekend because I've always said I'd rather play him as just a winger because I think his attacking is definitely his strongest suit. But he was vital in us getting points at the weekend because of his defensive work. And it was like I was very much the self-appointed Robbie Nielsen fan of this podcast. <laughs> but that right-hand side on Saturday was like, this is what Nielsen got wrong. Oda and Atkinson should have both They're been given featured. on, yeah, like yeah. barely featured, and on the evidence since Nielsen's left, they should have been. And may, who knows what would have happened to Nielsen's job if they had been? Again, I mean, I've I've talked about it maybe a week or two ago. If he could rewind time, is that something that he then look at? Yeah. It's, it's easy to say this now because of like, course no, nobody would have foreseen the transformation in Nathaniel Atkinson. And it look, I say transformation. It's only been a couple of games. But he has yeah. looked very good in said couple of games. Oda's beginning to find his feet, just needs to get off the mark. It's looking a lot more promising down the right than it was a month ago, two months yeah. ago. Absolutely. Um, however, it was down the left-hand side where it has so consistently been excellent this season that we do go ahead. The ball's worked out to the left-hand side with Cochrane literally playing as a Pep Guardiola inverted left back to centre mid dictating where the ball goes right across the pitch, he shouts to Atkinson he plays it to Haring, Haring and he rolls rolls into Mackay, then Cochrane makes that run that he's been making with Mackay and hits a first time early ball right across the face of goal and Shankland smashes it in, now much like I was saying about with Haring and Rob Borthwick and Gary Wales, I celebrated this, but was fully like, he's offside. This is not being given. I celebrated it as if he was, as if it was given, because I was like, I will be annoyed at myself if I don't. Um, but again, you look to Gary Wales and his lovely handsomeness. You look to Rob Borthwick, and they're both going, it's offside. <clears throat> it's offside. It's Hold offside. on a second. So Are you we... saying that Rob Borthwick's not handsome? Just not I, I think Rob Borthwick is handsome, but no one is on Gary Wales' level of handsome. I'll happily say that. Kyver's words, Rob, not mine. Yep, I'll happily say it. If Rob wants to come on and <laughs> argue that point, <laughs> okay. he's more than welcome. Um, but it goes to VR, and I think what everybody doesn't realise is Ramadani. I think everyone's looking at is the immediate players. at the back stick that's playing him on? 
I thought it Sorry. was in front of him. I thought, I thought, I it, thought was it was Ramadani in front of him. right centre half. Oh, see, I thought it was Ram. Well, maybe there's loads of players <laughs> playing on one side. I was, but, I was convinced it was Pollock, who'd obviously headed them in front, but it's kind of undone his good work. Oh, maybe the then. Maybe I was I just know, looking I at the Ramadan. Watch it back, but I, I was certain it was. Sorry. Regardless, though, yes, it is given. It's two-one, and it's so deserved. Oh, big time! The fact that, the fact that it wasn't two-one prior is a, a mis- <laughs> like Scooby Doo is still struggling to work it out. I, like I don't, honest to God, mate, we battered them. Yeah, absolutely battered them. It, it was such a dominant performance. Just relieved that we've actually made it count. Because, How like, good's oh. that ball in, by the way? And that, that's what I was going to say. Like, look, I'm under no illusions that we've still got a lot to do. But, but, this could, could prove our moment of the season. And how yeah. poetic, therefore, that it's essentially our two best players throughout yeah, the entire season yeah. that have linked up to provide it. The, the goals that uh, the goals that Shanklin's added are just brilliant. I mean, all all types of goals. And this mm-hmm. is just pure number nine. This is bog standard fox in the box. Uh, just yeah. a, a great goal. And I've seen a clip circulating today on Twitter. I was just going to ask you about this. The, the Robo, Robo goal. <laughs> yeah. Textbook. It's crazy. Absolutely it's crazy. Textbook. It is crazy. It's um, mental. Different types of finishes, granted, but it's, like, it is a carbon copy, and it's yeah. just... Th- this is what we all thought Shankland was prior to yeah. then watching him fully. Yep. Phenomenal finish. Phenomenal finish. Hearts deservedly in front, and we're in with a fighting chance. Yep, and then... We just keep it coming because a minute later Should there's it, a four on two uh, overload. I, I, say, I say this was the, that was the decisive moment. Like there's a romanticism, there's a poetic nature regarding it. But really, I mean, why, how we didn't add a cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is, though. The football and gods are like, no, you need to have the moment where your two best players are the reason you win this game. So as a result, we're going to turn all your other forwards' boots (laughs) onto the other feet so that we can score. Yeah. There's a four on two, which ends up at Mackay's feet, but his effort just curls wide of the post, even though Oda... Gino probably going, well, Oda, you didn't play me in last time, so I'm not going to play you in this time. I, I swear we are the only team in world football that does not make the most of a numerical advantage. <laughs> yeah, time and time again. It's no wonder we grew up on dead players up front, like draw centre forwards. Oh, God almighty. Mental. Mental. Then, a minute later, once again, Oda does Johnny Hayes and finds Nathaniel Atkinson, who does really well to find Shankland. But... I feel like he could take a touch here, but he doesn't, and his first-time effort goes wide of the post. Then, as was always to be expected, Aberdeen start to come into it. They have their first attack of the half as Watkins is found, plays it back across. Rolls does really well to put himself in front of it and block before it's eventually collected by Clark. And then the other potential penalty shout of the game happens, where it's a long ball over the top by the substitute Grant. Ends up at Majofsky, but Sibic crowds him out. However, there's a call that it doesn't even go to VR. I don't think it is. I think he's very much looking for it. But it it was. Uh, you could very much tell that Barry Robson 
wasn't happy with some of the decisions. Would have been nice to see a little booking for simulation, but that's never going to be the case. Yeah, but it never. No. Uh, the three substitutes combine as Smith and Forrest link, uh, link up on the uh, before the latter crosses it into the box. It's met by George Grant, but it's a very easy header that's claimed by Rose. So and then down. it should be 3-1. Is, is this the chance? It's this this oh, is the chance. My God. Haring plays it inside to the middle of the park to Michael Smith, who's who's just come on. He shoots for the edge of the box because that seemed to be the game plan for the game. It ricochets to Devlin, who tees up Alan Forrest. And somehow, he not only doesn't score, he doesn't even hit the target, and it goes wide. Now, you were saying that you've watched the YouTube highlights. I've not watched that video, so I'm unaware of if they have the behind Alan Forrest angle of the chance. Mm, yes, yeah, they do. If memory so, serves. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, I was very emotional at this point. There's seven minutes left, and you're like, this is it, this is it. So, I don't know if I stand by this. But when they did that, I, barely, I got halfway up thinking he was going to do it, and he missed. I then just fell back to my seat. Everyone else was going, oh, for God's sake. And I just kind of to myself, and to anyone else, I was like, that's it for him. That's it. I'm done defending him now. It's been a season of us defending him, and I think at times we were very justified. At times it was part of me going, I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting here for you, Alan. Come on. <laughs> and then it was like, that's it. That and then I saw that I, I thought it was bad in the moment and then I see that angle and it's somehow worse. It's like oh, it's actually a worse miss. It's insane. I, do you know what? It it actually appeared to be getting off to a decent start at Hearts as well, and we were. I'm not gonna say we were justified to kind of want him to get more game time to feature on a more regular basis. With finishing like that, you could see why he doesn't start yeah. and feature on a more regular basis. I screamed. I literally screamed my entire stare down. I just went, oh my fucking God. I I, I was I was like you. I, I was resigned, but I was resigned thinking they're gonna go up and they're gonna go up and nick one. I, I, yeah, I, I thought I've been, been watching football for twenty years. You can you can tell what's gonna happen. They're either gonna hit the post, they'll flash one within like an inch of life or they're going to do the dirty and nick an equaliser oh I oh I was so thankfully we can we can look back on the event and go ha ha what a frivolous attempt that was was pathetic wasn't it but fuck me awful Uh, and then the only thing that happens 98th minute uh, Keo does really well he just take out Jack McKenzie and just gets up way (laughs) higher than him Bullies him and clears it, and it somehow stays in play. Lanch, uh, Lanches on to by Shankland, runs for ages, plays it across oh, the box. Rose just either. Rose continues to just somehow be Mister Fantastic and get a touch on it. Ends up at Devlin's feet. Has it looks like an open goal, but somehow Leighton Clarkson is there to clear off the what line. But then it it is flagged for offside, so it wouldn't have counted anyway. But Clark- oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, that's that's pretty yeah, it was for because Devlin's yeah. got to score. He's got he's got to score. He's got to yeah. But it, thankfully, it wouldn't have counted. Hate the anyway. late flag malarkey. This oh, just another thing that that was modified a couple of years ago for no reason, and it just it I'm me. fine with in some situations where it's tight and you're like, oh, who knows? But I've seen it, but Shanklin's like a mile and a half <laughs> maybe, offside. Maybe as a neutral and I'm watching all the other fans in the stands get absolutely raging at the late flag, but it doesn't affect us. I'm yeah, not exactly. happy with it, but oh. Yeah. But 
Regardless, Woo! the final whistle goes. Come on! We have kept it within two points, and that now takes us to this: the double header of preview, the most important final two games of the season. Where? Hearts travel to Ibrox on Wednesday night. While St Mirren travel to Petodre. As I said earlier in the show, St Mirren are coming off two back-to-back 3-1 victories over Aberdeen. One in Paisley, one at Petodre. But it was a very different Aberdeen team that they were playing. Aberdeen are in their first wee dip of form under Robson. Since he got the job. Yeah, it's exactly. Going, it's going great as interim. Why? Why the, uh, the the timing of that announcement was so weird. But it was so weird. Sorry. Here is here is the lay of the land. Nice. If if Aberdeen win, we have to win at Ibrox to take it to the final day. As Do that long all the as time. yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as Aberdeen don't win, so either St Mirren win or draw, even if we get beat at Ibrox it goes to the final day because there will be, at most, a three-point difference. But especially because our goal difference is so much better that currently we are going to Ibrox. But right (laughs) now, our goal difference is so much better than Aberdeen's. It means that pretty much as long as Aberdeen lost to Celtic and we beat Hibs, we'd finish third. In context, to kind of focus on us for a second, we're travelling to Ibrox, Knowing we have to win, but that should be the mindset of going, we need to win this we know, game. We know that we have to match or better Aberdeen's result. Yes, absolutely. We've not won in over a decade, in just coming up to a decade at Ibrox. We've not won. In the top tier. In the top tier. And I don't know what's going to happen. I've seen so many people... I've never seen this level of optimism on heart social media going to Ibrox. I will say immediately, I do not share that sense oh, no. of optimism. No, no, neither. The context that we also have to take into consideration is Michael Beale has made it very clear that certain players will be getting goodbye moments. So you have to imagine that means Morelos will play, Arfield will play, Kent Morelos will play. loves a goal against us. Kent yeah. only ever plays well against oh, us. We make Kent look like Neymar. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And... The other important thing is is that we will be missing Alex Cochran because he will be serving his other suspension. Stephen that. Kingsley has still been omitted from matchday squads due to a family matter. So again, we very much hope he's okay. But if that if he's not back in time, that means it'll probably, probably be Andy, Andy Halliday yeah. playing there. Now, with his half and half scarf on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Halliday own goal to cost <laughs> us third. <laughs> Rangers, however, you could argue have nothing to play for at this point. They don't have anything to play for, but they're sort of using these final five as kind of, I don't know, sort of experimentation or players yeah. maybe trying to hang on to their Rangers careers. Yeah. Oh, what I mean, is your score I, prediction? I, I, don't get me, don't get me wrong, right? There's never a good time to play Rangers, particularly at, at Ibrox, and we have mm. been rank against them for ages. I mean, and our away ages. form this season generally our away has form been, been dog. But our last positive result against Rangers did come at Ibrox. It did. I think he, he's not playing though. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. We'll end up conceding for a corner instead. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that. I think everybody's optimistic because Stephen Naismith's promised stuff with regards to play style. 
yeah. and everybody's nobody's nobody's going there thinking that we're going to be like lambs to the slaughter. We're going to go and have a go. Will that cost us? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm being real. We need St Mirren to do us the favour. I've always of all loved favors. St Mirren. Always been a huge St Mirren fan. We need St Mirren to do the favour of all favours. And look, they could still pip Hibs to fifth. The best thing is, is that St Mirren still have something to play for. They're yes. not just travelling up, going, "Oh well, we finished sixth to there." Because everybody yeah, looks Hibs at the table, Celtic. but everybody looks at the table and thinks that the top four. It's not. If Celtic win the Scottish Cup, which they most likely will, obviously now against yeah. Inverness in the final, fifth is another Euro spot. So there yeah. could well be European football coming to Paisley. A sentence I never thought I'd say. Um, <laughs> they'll be looking. Because they've got Rangers on the final day, they'll be looking to ultimately make this count against Aberdeen. Their, their better chance of trying to overtake Hibs comes against Aberdeen. They've just picked up a point at Parkhead. There's reasons to be optimistic from a Saints perspective. So, look, I, I've got a better question to ask you. Instead of asking for your score prediction, uh-huh. will we? T- will it be taken to the final day? <laughs> um, honestly, hand on heart, no. I agree. I do not see it. Sadly, I do not see it going. The front. But there is a chance. Of course, there is. There's always a chance. It's not over till the fat lady sings. And look, we've been right about some stuff on this podcast. We've been wrong about some stuff on this podcast. So don't take what we say seriously. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'd 100%. love I'd love for nothing more us to be able to take it to the last day. If we if we win Ibrox, then we've just got Hibs to play at Time Castle. Well, you perfectly segue into the final day of the season, which is a replica from the 99-2000 season That's where it. If where Hearts had to beat Hibs on the final day to play in Europe, where we did, I think it was, I know that Juanjo scored one of the goals, and I think it was McSwiggan scored the other one, we beat Hibs 2-1. Juanjo and Gary McSwiggan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A great combination. We did it then. Now, I've said it all season, there is that fear that we take it the final day, and that stupid idiot McCurdy gets his first and <laughs> only his goal for Hibs. Yeah, and they build a statue for him as he's cost us third. Look, Stephen Naismith's first match and in interim charge mm-hmm. should be resonating in the players' heads. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fact that they could ultimately salvage the season should be playing in the players' heads. If we take it to the last day... There could be no greater opponent to beat oh, and seal it. But no worse opponent to get beat and cost e- it. Equally, yes. Yeah. I, I, I grant you that. But, but that's what you want. You want, If somebody said to Hearts, how do you do it? It's you get a result at Ibrox and then beat Hibs finally. Fully, fully. And most of this squad had a sort of similar to a lesser extent instance last season whereby... We beat mm-hmm. Hibs, secured third at Tynecastle, obviously, and then obviously had the cup semi-final, which was, again, just a fantastic week. Um, we, we can do this. We can. We can. 
the I can. Like that. I like that. I want how, to good, on... how good would it be, sorry to cut you off there, but how good would oh, it be fine. if Hearts had already overtaken Aberdeen prior to the Hibs game? Which isn't out with the realms of possible. It's not... it, it could happen. I mean, statistically, it very much could happen, yeah. It's, it's highly unlikely. <laughs> it could yeah, happen. It's almost definitely not happening. Oh, I'll, I'll be astonished if it does. Yeah. But it's not over yet, man. Keep keep going. Keep plugging away. If come the end of 38 games, we haven't got there. We haven't got there. We've only got ourselves to blame. But you've still got the chance to salvage it. So give it your damnedest and let's just see what happens. A perfect way to end the review. And we'll leave it on that optimistic thing as we go into the quiz where Adam's optimism will You like that? Yeah, oh, it's, it's immediately it's gone, gone. Absolutely diminished, gone. Now, this is a slightly different quiz because oh, I said Jesus. to Adam before we recorded, oh, no. we've got the same, we've got a true or false, we've got a multiple choice and two normal questions. But one of the normal questions, there is three points at stake. Okay. So technically, this is out of eight. Right. So we'll see how you do. Okay. So, first question. I th- this is a wee bit of an easy one because I think the other questions are quite hard. I appreciate the gifts, thanks. The son of a former Hearts player won the Football Writers Young Player of the Season this year. Who was it? It was Max Johnston, was it not? It was indeed. Yeah. He's one for one. Thank God. Who is the son of? Alan. Yes, that wasn't an extra magic. point. <laughs> yeah, that I, wasn't I an extra point. I take a Magic Johnston at Ibrox, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, exactly. One for one. Great start. Nice, thank you. On to the true or false. With his goal, so this is the statement. With his goal at the weekend, Josh Janelli now now has more goals this season than his previous two seasons at Hearts goal contributions combined. True or false? I don't like that you've gone into the contribution part. Had it been goals, I would have confidently said yes. <laughs> the, fact so the statement that- is. Gino's scored more goals this season than he's previously contributed to goals generally in his prior two seasons. So including goals Mind and you. assists. Yeah, I'd still feel confident because we barely saw him in the championship. Like we saw glimpses, but he got an early injury, didn't he? It was our, yes, he our growth, if my memory serves. Second game of the season. Yeah. Craig White in one there. I'm gonna say good knowledge. True. You're still one for two. Oh. It's false, but it is Close. incredibly tight. Oh, that's so annoying. So Ginelli this season is now that has twelve thir- season? thirteen. Thirteen. And but over the previous two seasons in goals and assists accrued fourteen. 14. Oh you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so annoying. So, one for two. Right. Here is the question where you can get up to uh, up oh, to three. God. <laughs> it's a donut in coming. So, out of the last 40 seasons, Shankland and Ginelli are now the second most successful goal-scoring partnership with 40 goals between them. But who is the most successful? What season was it? And how many goals did they score? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get up to three if you get the... If you get the duo, you get one. If you get the season, you get one. Sorry, if you get the goals, since, you get one. Since how long, sorry? The last 40 seasons. Right. So that would so be from top, 1982 yeah. to 83. To I'm now. fairly confident that the answer is going to be Sandy Clark and John Robertson. 
Incorrect. It is John Robertson and John Calhoun. Oh, is it JC? Yes. Oh, that's annoying. See, I always thought John Calhoun was a winger. This is what happens when it's before my time. Oh, Jesus. God. In fairness, Gino's a winger. I know he's well, been playing yeah, since the middle. I, suppose. I just thought the whole little and large thing. Oh, God. Um, what season was it? Right. Robo and Cahoon. Oh, crikey. I saw this off heart stats as well. Well, that was the only thing. For people who potentially aren't on Twitter and for brilliant work, can I just say? Yeah. He's he's a top account. Scott Freer Heart Stats posted this tweet and Adam shared it on the account. So I assumed he had read it. I knew I should have studied it in greater depth. I thought it was going to be a gift like, is this the best that we've ever seen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hartley and Rudy, I think, were fifth in that. 88-89. Oh, he's off by a year. It's 87 88. Oh, <laughs> Right, I believe in you that you can get this. And so how, how many goals? How many goals? So, Shankland and Ginelli are second On with 40. 40. <laughs> Kim Watt, I'll give you it if you're one off either side. Oh, Jesus. Oh no! Right, right. Well, if I'm one off either side, yeah. My thought was it's going to just pip that forty-one, but then I thought it might be a little bit more than that, and then I had forty-three in my head. So if I go forty-two, then I've got forty-one covered and forty-three covered. It's a good logic, but it's wrong. Is that your answer? Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best quiz we've so ever 44. done. It's 47. Really? 47 yeah. goals? Yeah. So what was the breakdown? Do you, do you have the breakdown? Oh, shit, that? I don't know. Nah. Oh. I think that was the season Robbo got 30, though. So, so 17 for Calhoun. For 17. Jesus. That might be wrong, but I think that was the season Robbo got wow. 30. Fair play. Fair play. Oh, that's right. so incredibly annoying. It's gotten that, that you were a season off. That stat was literally there. It was in the palm of my yeah. hand. I knew I should have yep. consulted Scott. The only reason I, I saw it is because you shared it. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, well, get it clean up, me. Yep. So, finally, the multiple choice. With all the talk of so Peter Haring... Hold, hold, hold on a second. Is this not? Was that not the third question? Yeah, so we've got the multiple choice. So that's four questions. And then the who am I? All right. Oh, sorry. I thought you were, yeah, so I the, thought you were going on you, to the who am I. No. Oh, I thought that's now what you was just the multiple said. choice. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sorry. still. I'm not just fucking you up completely. <laughs> so all discombobulated. <laughs> with all the talk of Peter Haring this week, and if he should get a new deal or not, what number was his appearance at the weekend for Hearts? Was it A, 119? Ooh. Was it B, 129? Was it C, 139, or D, 149? So you know it had a 1 and a 9 in it. But did it have a 1, 2, 3, or 4 in the middle? Uh, Right, 119, 129, 139, 149. Total guesswork. Absolutely no idea. 129. Oh, he's one off again. It's 119. That's what I was going to go for as well. Do you know what that is? is, uh, Honest to God, that is so annoying. Because I thought, right. a, a, an injury-prone player who's been here for, what, five, six years? So, off. you've technically 
ended up with one out of seven. That is woeful. There's going to be two out of eight. We'll talk. We'll mention it in just one out of four. We'll say one out of four to make it. Don't try and dress it up. I've had a new. I'm I'm going to try and be nice as I get. I I appreciate it, but it's it's uncharacteristic from you. So just don't 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 dress this up. All right, fine. You're shit. (laughs) Right. This isn't going to be nice. This really isn't going to be nice. (laughs) I think you will get this. I have confidence in you. Okay, that's nice. Thanks, mate. Mainly because I couldn't think of anybody, and I was like. I thought of this person and went, he'll get it, but I can't think of anybody else. Okay. So so we'll see. I started my youth career in the wrong side of Edinburgh, despite growing up a Hearts fan. Right. I have 14 honours in my career, including one at Hearts. I was injured on my league debut. To the shock of many at the time and myself... I was not kept on at heart, and I stated there was no loyalty in football, and I have won a trophy for my national team. Who am I? Won a trophy for my national team? That's thrown me off. (laughs) (laughs) Won a trophy for my national team? Yep. Right, okay, let's rewind. So... Begat youth career at Hibs. Yes. The wrong side of Edinburgh. Played for Hearts. I've now suddenly got a feud with Spartans, <laughs> so I'll let you have the <laughs> Or FC Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. F- National. Oh my god. This should be. This sounds like it should be so routine, but. but I know. There's, that's there's what no, I worried about. Nobody, I feel, there's nobody coming to me, though. I feel like the first four questions were really routine and then I, f- I got that final clue and went, that's going to fuck them completely. That's horrendous. <laughs> oh, God. Can you read the uh, clues again, please, Makaira? Of course I can. I started my youth career in the wrong side of Edinburgh despite growing up a Hearts fan. Right. I've won 14 honours in my career, including one at Hearts. I was injured on my league debut. To the shock of many at the time and myself, I was not kept on at Hearts and I stated there was no loyalty in football and I have won a trophy for my national team. A trophy at Hearts? You've still got your two questions. I know, but that makes me think that... Oh, God. That makes me think that it was like championship season. But... Do I ask what years they played for Hearts? It's an old faithful. No, the, 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 no, the 14 honours thing. I feel like honours is more beneficial. So can I have the clubs that they played for in order, please, McIver? Yes, of course you can. Oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> I've just realised he's going to get it. Right. Hibs, or more specifically, Edina Hibs. Nice. Stenhouse Muir, okay. Livingston, right. Cardiff, Ipswich, Rangers, Crystal Palace, Hearts, Aberdeen, Livingston, Dunfermline, <laughs> where apparently I made zero appearances. So does that really count? So we signed them from Crystal Palace and they left yes. for Aberdeen? Yes. 
No, who is? <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. If I ask the, if I ask the position, then I'm... Do I try and just use one question? No, I'll go for the position, please, Mikai. What position did he play? He played as a goalkeeper. Is it Neil Alexander, by any chance? He's got two! Yeah. Hooray! Nice. Hooray! Woo! Yes. Thank the well Lord, done. the bloody Kirin Cup try to throw me off. The Kirin <laughs> Cup! I was like, I wonder if he knows about the Kirin Cup. Oh, that is relief. So, to give explanation, uh, yeah, he started his career. I didn't know he started at, his career at Hibs, if I'm honest. Yeah, at Dyna Hibs. So, his honours, he won two at Livingston. He won the second division and the first division uh, in the 1998-99 season and the 2000-01 season. At Cardiff, they won the playoff. At Rangers, he won three premierships, a third division, two <laughs> Scottish Cups. Uh, three League Cups he got to the UEFA Cup final, final yeah. as a runner up then he, he that, won I think yeah he did not, yeah. yeah he won the championship with us 14-15 and then I he won the, the Kieran Cup the Palace thing as well because I thought who yeah. the fuck we signed from Crystal Palace and then gone to Aberdeen I was like yeah and then I then thought about the, like the transition to coaching and I remember that we also picked up Osman So from Palace. That's who I was like, oh, will he maybe get and that? If it, depending if you ask what questions, market. you might get that. But then Sweden um, have so won yeah. out as well, so <laughs> the exactly. national team thing, yeah. Uh, oh, I was injured God. on my league debut because Danny Wilson headbutted him at Ibrox and he broke his cheekbone. That's right, and then, oh, what was the boy? Was it Lee? Victor Noring. Oh, Victor Noring came. Did he? I think. No, I think was, it not, was it not no, Lee Hollis? It wasn't it came in goal. Or Jack uh, Hamilton, let's see. no. Jack Hamilton then started the derby the following week. No. Oh, my God. He was replaced by substitute Scott Gallagher. Scott Gallagher? Jesus. Yep, and uh, he broke his cheekbone and was subsequently kept out of action for Scott a month. It's Gallagher. interesting It's interesting that you mentioned Jack Hamilton because to the shock of many at the time and myself, I was not kept on at heart and I stated there was no loyalty in football because he was brought into Robbie Nielsen's office and was told... We think your understudy is ready to be number one at Hearts, and it was Jack Hamilton. So he wasn't kept on and went to Aberdeen, and then I've won a trophy for my national team. The clue that I thought would maybe throw you, because it's like Scotland, uh, 2006, (laughs) Kieran Cup. I also had another clue, but I I thought it was going to be too obvious, where it's, um, he made his Scotland debut, the clue was going to be, I made my debut for my country replacing a Hearts legend. CG. Because... Because he made his debut at half-time replacing an injured Craig Gordon. Ah. Uh, in a 3-1 defeat to Switzerland on March the 1st, 2006. Nice. Oh, well, that's... So, yeah, well done. Why did he, got why did he pop away. into your skull? Did you just uh, look for players that played for Because we were playing Aberdeen, Aberdeen. <laughs> and then we're playing Rangers next. Yeah, nice. nice. And he was in goals when we last won at Ibrox. That's depressing, Which isn't it? Which is... A depressing as fuck stat. Jesus. But yeah, well done. Thanks, We got the who am I, which is the important thing. It's now 16-8. Needed that big time. Well done. Well done. So. That's put put to bed the the other woeful questions. So thanks. Yes, exactly. Well done. Let us know if you did get it. And of course, 
let us know if you did enjoy this episode we really hope you did if you did please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice it massively helps us out if you've been watching us on youtube slowly melt as the day gets hotter and hotter and hotter please leave a like comment and subscribe we're at perth to paisley on all forms of social media also perth to paisley at gmail.com via the email adam where can they get you on all the socials uh, they can get me on all the socials at adam t kendall and what about yourself mate I am at dmcivor22. We'll be back next week for the final episode of the regular season where we will find out if we finish third or not. So, until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Give it for the Giants!